You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. At the moment, I haven't really thought about it. I was just worried about this game. So, I mean, that's what I just focus on. After, uh, so, after this, we'll see what's next. Uh, y'all probably see something in a few days and maybe another week or so. So, that's all I got, you know. Thank you. Thank you. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Thank you, Diedrich Mills, uh, as he had a one of his better games of his career against Rutgers, Robin, in this segment of the Husker Online Show, brought to you by Tanner Sports Bar and Grill. Get on into Tanner's. I was told uh, for the Rutgers game, they had a, they had their best night since the pandemic. It was um, a good crowd in there. Uh, they enjoyed the Nebraska game, uh, Husker basketball, bowl game season, NFL season wrapping up. So get on into Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill on 30th and Yankee Hill. It is the nicest sports bar in town. Best food, cold beer, plenty of socially distanced seating. Play Kino. You can do it all inside Tanner's. So uh, get on into our great sponsor, Tanner's, and um, watch some of the football action, Robin. But a lot of questions now about who's come, who's staying, who's going. And let's start right, right away with Dedrick Mills. I think when you look at, quote, priority free agents, he might be the one. Because when you look at the running backs coming back right now, Marvin Scott, Sevion Morrison, Ramir Johnson, Ronald Tompkins, Cooper Jewett. I mean, you, you just don't have – Anybody that you're like, I'm ready to hand the torch off to this guy. No, not at all. And there's potential there. I mean, obviously you got a couple four-star players in there, but uh, they did nothing in their limited opportunities this year. And, you know, injuries certainly played a part in that uh, to show that they're ready to take that mantle as Nebraska's feature running back. And so, yeah, Dedrick Mills is, he's the big ticket guy uh, on either side of the ball especially if Nebraska you know, chooses to try to maybe embrace more of the, the power running game that we saw in that Rutgers game. There's not a back in, the, in, in that room that does what Dedrick Mills does and has proven uh, to play at that type of level. And it just kind of makes you kind of hit your head against the wall. Is, and I know Dedrick was dinged up for a while, but why did it take until the last game of the year to use him the way that they did? I mean, it just shows that he's one of those players that gets better and better as the game goes along, but he never got the workload that allowed him to to get to that point until, you know, basically the season was over. That game reminded me of the Mike Riley Foster exactly. Farms Bowl where we had these exact same discussions. Everyone's like, this is the new offense. Power football. Ray ran the ball like 60 times at UCLA. Yeah. And they get Tanner Lee to throw 60 oh, times. Oh, it's Tommy. Tommy, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I I give it maybe like a 35% chance he returns. I mean, you can certainly see uh, elements to that um, because of the way that he ended this past year. Uh, I think he's got the opportunity, you know, if we thought he had it this year to be a thousand yard back and uh, really put himself in, you know, the the all conference uh, radar uh, going into next year. But he's also an older guy that, you know, with running backs, especially your window is probably as short as any position in the game. And, you know, if he's going to do it, maybe he felt that now's the time, especially getting that game on film that he'd been lacking all year. Uh, he got his highlight, you know, uh, Mel Kuyper draft cut up where, you know, you compare that with the last five games of, of last season. And, you know, maybe there's part of him that, you know, given this stage in his career, he's ready to, to go see what the next level uh, awaits for him. And if he can get to like one of those relatively high profile all-star games, I think that's going to be a no brainer for him. But you know, I also think there is going to be a lure to come back next year and finally have the season we all thought he was capable of having this year. I think when you look at realistic guys to return, here here are my, I, I guess I have four right now, maybe five, five at this point. Will Honus at linebacker. I think he is one that, you know, they, they would really benefit. I think Ben Stilley as well. I think as a defensive lineman, 
those are two on defense I look at. Maybe Markel Dismuke, or I'm sorry, maybe Deontay Williams. I, I, I've heard rumblings on his name returning. And then on offense, both walk-ons, but I'd expect them to get scholarships, Levi Falk and Connor Culp. I, mean, I, I think if you're being realistic, five or six is probably the most that you're going to get back. Yeah, and if you take on too many, then that kind of throws off everything where – I guess we'll see what the NCAA does with scholarship limits and all that, but just balancing classes and, um, you know, promises made to players, you know, incoming freshmen and redshirt freshmen. I mean, that, that kind of changes the dynamic a little bit, but certainly, I mean, the guys you mentioned, all three of them would be pretty critical returners, uh, especially, uh, you know, Stilly who played his best season as a Husker and, you know, Will Honus who when that was unfortunate, he went down with that injury um, because he's, he was playing as well as any linebacker on the team. And then in the secondary with Deontay Williams coming back, safety was going to be a real question uh, because if he and Markel Dismuke were to leave, Nebraska would be left with some severe inexperience and youth in the back end of that defense where Miles Farmer, who's coming off a relatively significant injury, would be your most known commodity. And then after that, what, Noah Gates, Isaac Gifford. So uh, Braxton uh, Clark was going to play a lot this year until he got hurt. Sure, yeah. And then, you know, with DiCaprio Buda likely moving on as well, I mean, that secondary was going to get very young very quickly. Uh, and then also, you know, who knows what Camp Taylor Britt's going to do? I know there were some discussions about, you know, him maybe looking uh, at the I think th- you get one more year out of him and he's gone. Yeah. I, I don't think he'll do a fifth year in college, even though he'll get five years. But I think he just got his name on the map where one more year of that, he could be – you know, a first-team All-Big Ten guy next year. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, he already was starting to get some accolades, and uh, with the way that you know he played at the end of the year, I mean, he's he's a he's a commodity now that is going to be in that conversation from the start of the year next year. So I think he should come back. But you know, getting Deontay Williams, I think as far as just an importance, uh, it would be up there uh, as any position on the defense. Because then you'd get one safety and maybe one cornerback, and then Will Honus at linebacker with Reimer. Then maybe maybe. Um, Nick Heinrich can play OLB or I mean, but you need more than two. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to have a rotation of guys in there, and for sure, this will be interesting to, just to see. Uh, I think we can agree that all the offensive linemen are gone: Matt Farniak, Bo Wilson, Christian Gaylord. Uh, I just don't see any of those guys having a reason to return. Uh, Farniak's gotten plenty of opportunity to play yeah. start. I don't know what more he could do for himself to improve his outlook. Um, and, you know, I, I think he's got a late round grade from what I heard this week. So I think I don't know how much better that grade's going to get for him. Yeah. I mean, with his ability to play multiple positions, I mean, he's got center experience, guard tackle. I mean, that's as valuable as anything. And if he doesn't get drafted, you know, he could be a, you know, a, a free agent type player that could stick on a roster at points. So, and with the young offensive line talent Nebraska has coming up the ranks, I think you want to give those guys opportunities. So it just seems kind of like a, a, a natural point to part between Nebraska and Matt Farniak. You're listening here to the Husker online show as we discuss uh, seniors and you know Jojo Doman I think there was a point maybe where it was in the middle with him but I would say now he's gone. Um, when you look at the way he played against Purdue the way he held his own against Rondell Moore in space the versatility he brings to the table then he got a draft game all-star invite um, mm-hmm. to the, the Shrine Bowl and there's three major games the Senior Bowl which Brennan Hymas is now in the Shrine, the East-West game, whatever they call it. And then there's always a third game. It's now the NFL-PA. Yeah, the Collegiate Bowl. I mean, they've always had a – there's always a third game mm-hmm. that kind of rotates. There's different ones. And that, that the, the Collegiate Bowl was tweeting about Diedrich Mills earlier this week too, so keep an eye on that. So that tells you he's got somebody maybe 
pushing wor- working yeah. on his behalf exactly uh, to go. But all that stuff will probably break over Twitter. I think each player has been given not the green light, but I think they've been told, look, if you have an announcement to make, you need to make it on your own. Like Nebraska's not going to make an announcement on your future. Yeah, that's how it should be at this point. It's a it's a personal decision for each one of those guys, and they should be able to make it on their own. Well, it will be interesting to see kind of where all this goes. Uh, scholarship numbers, you know, as it stands right now with players that, you know, because technically only Brendan Hymas has opted out. I mean, he's gone pro. Um, so right now today there's 97 guys signed a scholarship for next year, not counting the five more that Nebraska could have. Um, but you're you're probably looking at Nebraska being – at least 95 to 100 scholarships next year. Yeah, and, you know, one guy we pretty much know is coming back is Connor Culp. I don't he, he's a walk-on. Yeah, so, oh, perfect, even better. So, well, and he'll, he'll probably get one. I would assume so. The Big Ten kicker of the year should probably be on scholarship. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's a nice addition that we forgot to note. So, yeah, Connor Culp and Levi Falk, both walk-ons, probably will come back for another year. And I think Falk will matter. I mean, he, he's, he's just a – He's a better version of Cade Warner in terms of mm-hmm. blocking and catching, and, and he was productive. I mean, he had five catches in a game this year. So, he, I mean, he's not a number one, but no, he's, he's a, a hell, complimentary piece. He's a hell of a three or a four, and Absolutely. they need threes and fours to go with whoever that one and two is going to be next year. So, all right, when we come back, Robin, I want to shift over to basketball. Um, Nebraska basketball had a tough loss at Wisconsin, but still a lot of promising things came out of that. I want to get your thoughts on that next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.